Oh, baby. Welcome back to Talking Sports Better Than Most, where the biggest week of the year has arrived. It's, it's time for the game. Yeah, it's amazing that we've come full circle here. It'll be our last podcast where we're just going in depth with all these games. But, folks, well, both um, season. Well, both season. I get what I'm saying, but I'm saying, like, you know, here we go. And um, this is our first podcast during Ohio State-Michigan football. Remember, we went back and forth with basketball during the college basketball season, mm-hmm. but it is here. It was a weekend where basically the top five teams could have all lost um, but they didn't. They Only number five. Split. Yeah. They number didn't. five lost by enough for the rest of the top five. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, um, I think ABC was calling it Statement Saturday or something. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. it was not Statement Saturday. It was Survival put Saturday. A, yeah, yeah. It was a statement. I mean, I guess it was, uh, any team's beatable, I guess. But we'll talk about that in a little bit because, I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, we're not playing pushovers by all means. Um, but hey, things happen. We've talked about this all year. One game at a time. Every week is different. I, I can't remember who'd always say it on ESPN that you know every week these college athletes are different kids because they're just kids still. And you know their emotions, their girlfriends. They broke up with someone. They got a new girlfriend. They got three new girlfriends. Now they're getting millions of dollars. Um, so every week is a little bit different. And um, so it's one of those things where well, you know. It, it just is. And now it comes down to the final weekend of the year. Ohio State hung on against Maryland. They were up 14 going into the fourth quarter. Um, and they somehow won by double digits on a stupid late interception. Michigan um, was kind of trailing Illinois for a while. And, well, not for a while, for a comfortable amount of time in the second half before kicking a game-winning field goal. Um, <clears throat> we talked about this last week, that Illinois had a great defense and was going to challenge. Illinois probably is the best team in the West. Um, they just haven't won the games. Somehow they've come up short, but they they can play well. And Maryland all year offensively, they hadn't had their offensive line, according to the telecast on Saturday. Um, and they had their, tele, their offensive line back. And we've talked about it again on this podcast when they gave Michigan fits for a while that they got, obviously, playmakers. So here we are. It's the game. It's Ohio State, Michigan. The first time since 2006, they come in both undefeated. Michigan coming off of a, a bruising victory last year over Ohio State in Ann Arbor. Um, the weather is going to be fine, so we won't. Ohio State fans won't have that as an excuse like they've had for 365 days. And um, hopefully we won't have to listen to more Ohio State fans complain because of some snow flurries coming down. Um, <clears throat> it'll be sunny, cloudy, so can't use that as an excuse, Ohio State. So... Here we go. Um, obviously, the biggest news coming out of Michigan was Blake Corum kind of getting dinged up in the knee. He was passing out turkeys, though, yesterday. Um, so, Stephen, give us what your take is. I think we we found out, <clears throat> to me, maybe I'll start and I'll let you go from there. I, I think we found out maybe what the faults of these teams are, um, starting with Michigan They've relied so much on the run this year, and if Blake Corum can't run, they've, they've been dinged up too at running back, right? Kind of like Ohio mm-hmm. State. So you've talked about the backup running back, how he's been good. I'm assuming he'll be back this week. I don't I don't know what's wrong with him. Maybe you can fill this in in a second. Um, and I think Michigan's going to open the playbook up. I think they're going to let J.J. throw it all over the parking lot. I think they're going to let him run all over the parking lot. 
and do stuff that they haven't done all year. On Ohio State, <coughs> um, we found out that pass defense against Ohio State, which hasn't been challenged all year, got challenged, and it got toasted. Uh, that toast was burnt. Um, so um, definitely Ohio State has a ton of penalties as well, folks. I don't know. Stephen probably don't watch as many Ohio State games as I, but Ohio State is a penalty-laden team. They get three or four um, <clears throat> delay of games, um, some of them right out of timeouts too. Um, they got to play a clean game. They don't they haven't turned the ball over. I don't think Michigan's turned the ball over a lot either. So hopefully it'll be a clean game there. But Ohio State's pass defense, I think if JJ can, they'll obviously have to spy him. But I think he could throw all over the lot. And I think Ohio State on the flip side could throw all over the lot on Michigan, um, as I think their pass defense is pretty shaky too. Um, so it'll all be up in the trenches. Does Ohio State's offensive line give C.J. Stroud a chance to throw the ball, or does that front four kind of dominate and Ohio State's running for their life? Um, they're also dinged up at running back as a true freshman um, has been playing. So I guess maybe we'll see which team actually has a running back. Um, <clears throat> I'm assuming is Mich was Michigan's third string a true freshman too? Yeah, when was walk the, on. When was the last time Ohio State-Michigan started true freshman um, at running back um, in the Michigan-Ohio State game? Probably never. Both teams. I know yeah. <clears throat> Maurice Claret did as a freshman, but both teams at the same time, both basically have their number one and two running backs injured. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be, um, again, we say this every time, it's going to be one up front, which defensive line causes the most havoc. C.J. Stroud's trying to run the ball a little bit. Obviously, he's not as much of a playmaker as J.J., so that's going to be, I think, something that we – I think Jim Harbaugh really doesn't want J.J. running the ball much this year, but you know he's going to this week. And I think they're going to come out throwing like they did against Rutgers. And um, that's the thing about Ohio State. They came out against Maryland. They went right down the field. It looked like they're going to win that game 80 to nothing. And Michigan comes out mm -hmm. every, every game, it seems like, storming, and then they fall flat. So I hate to say it, but if you really think of these two teams, and I know everyone's like, oh, you know, we'll see if it's a close game. They kind of parallel each other. They really do. Um, <coughs> maybe, you know, one's a little stronger here or a little there, but their, their seasons have kind of gone the same way, right? They've blown out a lot of opponents. Um, they get off to fast starts. Then they struggle. Um, I, I, I feel like they're, they're kind of mirror images of each other. Um, so that's my first take as I go through it. The strengths, the weaknesses. I think CJ's a better thrower. JJ's the better runner. And um, in this game, you know you're going to empty the playbook and you're going to put everyone out there. So everything out on the line. So it'll definitely, um, you know, I guess it's just going to be who, who executes better. Um, and hopefully no one turns the ball over and that causes the, the game to be won or lost. Well, I think it also could be who's more healthy. Uh, both teams are... Uh very much injured, injured up, I guess. I don't know how to say it other than that. But I, I mean, if you think about it more, I didn't think about it till today, like who they, who they faced were kind of like, and I don't want to say like an off-brand version of Ohio State or an off-brand version of Michigan, but if you think about both those teams, they kind of play exactly how they, like Maryland plays kind of more to, like they play like Ohio State. They have that pass offense, and then the defense maybe not as strong, but they don't really run the ball as much. Where Illinois is going to run the ball, be physical, and it's exactly what Michigan wants to do. Okay. So, I mean, and they're both good teams. I mean, I don't know how they have lost as many games as they have. I mean, I, Maryland's, 
I don't know what Maryland's record is now. What's six and five? Yeah, I think it's Illinois is seven and four. Um, those teams should not have lost that many games this year, but they have. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just sitting there thinking about it. I was like, you know, that that might be why the game was a little closer. Obviously, um, being freezing cold, uh, and then looking forward to the game, maybe overlooking a little bit. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, like you said, survival Saturday. Um, that's all I needed to do was win. Um, lick, you lick, lick your wounds and, and move on to next week. So, but yeah, I mean, Michigan without, I mean, there's really no excuses. Even if they didn't have all their players, they should still be, be able to handle Illinois at home. Um, and I think you probably say the same thing about Maryland. Um, well, a lot of, well, I mean, I, can only, I don't know as much about Ohio State's roster, but I know Michigan was missing their first, well, obviously, play after play. Corn got hurt their top two running backs. Top two tight ends, two offensive linemen, one defensive lineman. Um, it hurts, but um, you know you'd like to see it be able to, be able to see them just be able to pull away because they're just a better team. Um, but it just didn't ha- it didn't happen that way. But um, I was I don't know if I read this on somewhere. Um, Sharon Moore was talking about <clears throat> he's their uh, he's co coordinator for offense, and he said that you know if the run game's working, why go away from it? But like um, on Saturday for Michigan at least, you know, um, that almost came back to haunt them because they did win, but um, it wasn't that they, they often won too. the game. I agree with you. I think if I think you got to you gotta learn how to be able to go away from it and pass yeah, yeah, it when you can. when J.J. is so young. Like, they had chances to let the kid throw the ball in games they were blowing out. Yeah. You might as well. But let's be honest. The one thing I told Steve and I texted him, I was nervous on Saturday watching the Michigan game, so I can't imagine if Pete was nervous or not, but – you know, J.J. did throw some clutch passes, though, finally on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the long throw to the end zone going, I think, in the third quarter. Oh, yeah, I mean, that should be a catch. I mean, that, that should be a catch. Touchdown. The so, running back dropped one late in the fourth quarter. Um, so they, I thought he threw the ball well. It's just they don't ever let him. I think yeah. they're going to let him on Saturday. I, I, well, I, I think you've got nothing to lose. Right. I mean, but, I mean, I, 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 as much as we talked about Michigan struggling – I think if J.J. would have got a little help here or there, yeah. Michigan probably wins by double digits easily. I mean, again, I know every team says that all the time, right? I get that, I get that. But, I mean, realistically, it should have been a 50-yard touchdown pass. Boom. I mean, that that's just well, yeah, right I mean, there. The receiver's got to make plays. But at the same time, I mean, I think it was somewhat good for Michigan. I mean, having a game like that where, you, you know, like, if you don't convert this fourth down, season's over. You know, everything, I mean, obviously, even if they lost that game, they could still beat Ohio State. Wasn't that twice in in the game? Yeah, they had a couple times where they had to convert. And, um, I mean, it was good. Obviously, you don't want that to happen, but it was still good. And looking back, I mean, after a win, you you know, probably a good experience for them. Um, For some, at least some of the guys there, a lot of those guys that were playing on Saturday that were in the moment um, were not guys that had really any experience. I mean, the tight end that had pretty much most of the yards when it came down to it as a true freshman. So um, it's just, I guess, a learning growth experience for them at least. Um, and maybe that'll carry over until the following week. But we'll see if they can uh, get healthy. Um, I really find it hard to believe that Blake Quorum wouldn't play. Uh, if he wouldn't be able to come back in a week of recovery, I don't think he should be handing out turkeys. And I don't think he should have came out in that second half to try and play a little bit. Yeah, I find I it hard to believe stupid. that. I thought that was kind of, I don't think that makes a difference. But I'm just saying, I thought that was kind of dumb. Um, I just think a whole week, if he, he was able to go out there and, and get a six-yard run, um, I think a whole week later you would 
he would have to think that he could play. Um, Donovan Edwards, I, I assume, will play. And um, I read that the one offensive lineman is fully back healthy. Um, I don't know about the tight end situation, but I think that's the least important position of the and positions Michigan that they're missing. always plugged in tight ends, I feel like, year after year, um, yeah. no matter what happens. But <clears throat> the neat thing about the game is obviously Ohio and Michigan next door to each other and the trash talking. Steve and I aren't necessarily – we really don't ever trash talk each other. I think we just we just talk about it, at least for the last eight years that we've known each other. But the trash talking's there. The Michigan players are running their mouth. The Ohio State players are running their mouth. It's, 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 it's interesting, and um, it's just it's, – it's an interesting rival. We live on the border, so maybe there's a little more mixture of Ohio State and Michigan fans. But it's something that makes, again, this time of year – and now that they move the game after Thanksgiving in the last few years, um, just makes such interesting conversation. It's it's always fun to see and to read. And thank God Twitter didn't go down because, I mean, watching the trash talk between both teams is unbelievable. It's it's fun, right? Like, I mean, don't bother me. Both teams should go for it. Say whatever you want. One of them's going to win. One of them's going to lose on Saturday. But it's just funny to see how it all works out. And that's what makes the rivalry that's what makes the game. No doubt it's going to be, I think, the most watched college football game of the season. Um, it's going to be pretty dynamic. Um, I don't think, you know, the Ohio State fans are talking about how this compares to the 2006 game. To me, it, it doesn't rival that game. That was so peculiar of a year. I think there were better, I thought there were more talented teams back in 2006 on both Michigan and Ohio State's. Um, of course, Bo Schimbeckler died a couple days before the game. They were one and two, and they were the best two teams in the country, no matter how they both lose their bowl games. I mean, it is what it is. But So I don't know if it, it – <clears throat> in terms of looking at the product on the field, I think the 2006 versions were better. But the anticipation, the excitement, since Michigan won last year, I think um, is definitely as high as it's ever been. Um, and it's definitely going to make for – um, some, as um, Dick Vitale says, you're going to need your Maalox mashers because um, it's going to definitely um, have your stomachs turning. I, it just, it's going to be a good game, I think. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would think it will be. Um, I don't know what type of game we're going to get. I assume it won't be a shootout. Um, yeah, I, I told you that last week, and I feel like that more than ever. Like, let me, okay, so let me tell you this, though. If J.J. and C.J. get hot, the game could be 50-50s because both defenses, I think... Well, they just, you know, they'll be the best off... Well, I obviously can say, at least for Michigan, it'll be the best offense that they've faced. I don't know about Ohio State, but... Yeah, it's the best, trust me. Um, Both defenses could get torched, folks. I don't think it's going to get there because I think both defenses are going to kind of... are going to kind of live up to the hype... I imagine it, you know, I told you last week, I think it's going to be kind of low scoring. I mean, for Ohio State, Michigan, I would be, in, I, I could see a 24 um, 20 type game. I just, I, I'm a little more sold on Ohio State's defense. Like, I don't think they're very good. They, they're kind of like a bend but don't break. Like, they, you know, you'll get yards. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if JJ was a pure pocket passer, I'm not going to lie to you, I'd be a little more nervous in terms of them really putting up the points. But Ohio State's linebackers, defensive line, been pretty good. Michigan's, obviously, defensive line's always good. Um, so I, I think that's going to dominate the game. And 
Blake Corum probably isn't 100%. Ohio State hasn't been able to run the ball at all. Then hell with it. Then just stand the guys back there and throw it every time. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It's the last game of the season. It's the only game that matters. Um, the loser probably isn't playing football until sometime in January. Well, I, I assume guess. the loser will just be in the Rose Bowl. Yes. So, I mean, so, again, it, I'm not worried about the X's and O's. Like, everyone's, you know. I mean, that's how it goes, though, right? It's just a set. It's a, would be the best, highest ranked. Yeah, yeah the Rose Bowl. It wouldn't Bowl, be the Rose because Bowl, of the West team. Yeah, the Rose Bowl gets to pick. Oh, so. No, they don't want to be picking no. Iowa over the loser of Michigan, Ohio State, no, I don't think. So, the loser's probably going to end up playing a second-place Pac-12 team, um, assuming USC gets into the playoff and wins the Pac-12. But again, um, I just I, I I Ohio State fans I get so tired of them talking about Ohio State needs to run the ball. Look, if you can't run the ball, you supposedly have a Heisman Trophy candidate back there. Throw the freaking ball around. Who cares, right? You got the best wide receivers in the country. Throw it all over the lot. Let's see what happens. And I guarantee, if you threw it enough, you could probably mix in a few runs and pick up some yards. So, I think defenses are going to dominate. I would be shocked if either team makes it into the 30s. Um, we know Michigan's got a good field goal kicker. Ohio State's field goal kicker has played pretty solid this year. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a battle of field goal. Oh, yeah. Uh, a little bit of kicker. There is some intrigue in that because both of us aren't going to say it, but we talked about it last week on the podcast a bit. There's still a chance, especially with Tennessee losing now, um, that maybe if we have a close game in Columbus – that both teams get into the playoff. Um, I think if either team wins by double digits, well, I think, they're not getting in. I think but. the SEC just <coughs> lost their chance of having two teams because um, I don't think that LSU will beat Georgia um, and say Georgia does win. You knocked out LSU. You already knocked out Tennessee. And theoretically, should have already knocked out Alabama because both those teams have two losses and no championship to have. So how can they rank above a... Big Ten team that has one loss without a championship or a, a Big Ten championship. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Clemson um, and USC. I mean, if they lose, even if they lose the Pac-12 championship, they should still obviously not be in with two losses then. Um, no, and I, I think whoever wins at 3.30, 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon is going to be rooting, though, for TCU because whoever finish, whoever wins is going to finish second. And I'd yeah. love to see TCU as number three then. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's like that. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, they won't, they won't place. I mean, if, say, two Big Ten teams make it, they won't place that second Big Ten team at number three. I don't but, think in any scenario. If, if USC loses and TCU loses, I mean, the only other one-loss team sitting out there is Clemson. Are you going to bump Clemson all the way up to three? I think they will for the matchup. Hey. And what if Clemson loses, folks? Yeah. They could easily lose. I mean, Notre Dame has looked like one of the better. I mean, for a team that lost to Marshall, a team that lost to, well, they lost to Ohio State, but they lost to Marshall, and they lost to, what was it, Calif- Stanford. Oh, okay. Stanford by two. I mean, I tell you what, they they look pretty pretty good. Um, and I, I would say that, um, I mean, they have a defense, obviously. That's their, their strongest point is they have a really, really good defense. And I'll tell you what, Clemson's offense hasn't looked very good. Um, if Clemson loses, and even if TCU loses and USC loses, TCU's probably getting in, and Michigan. So the question is, how would they rank them? 
Well, hopefully the Notre Dame defense can shut down uh, you know, what's his name. I guess the committee probably would put TCU three because they would avoid the Ohio State-Michigan rematch. Um, I think they should. I think they deserve to be ranked. I think they... And well, I think, I'm saying if TCU loses. Oh. Um, so I'm saying Clemson, TCU, and USC all lose. Yeah. The, the USC and Clemson have two losses, then that throws them out. Yeah. TCU then would have... Now, unless TCU loses this week, too. But TCU would have one loss. That's well, I understand what you're saying. I just don't think, that, I don't think that they would <laughs> put the... I don't think they'd put the um, rematch in place. Because, I mean, I know they said that they don't look at rematches as, like, a reason to um, not rank a team in a certain spot. But I really just find that hard to believe that they would do that. Um, but, I mean, at the same time... I think TCU could also have an argument to say that they should be number three and Michigan should be number four because I know that they've won some close games, but I feel like they've been battle-tested and shown that they can win a, a game in an environment like that where I thought Texas would beat them. Uh, Baylor looked pretty good, and they still ended up winning. Um, so, I think if TCU loses in the championship game, Ohio State or Michigan loses by a field goal, all those other two As long as they keep it a good game on Saturday. I can see them putting Ohio State-Michigan 2-3. I yeah. mean, it would get the eyeballs, and then they know that the one of the Big Ten schools is playing the SEC school yeah. in the final, that's true. which yeah. is what they want, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what the eyeballs are telling you you need. So it'll be interesting now. Chalk could hold. Ohio State-Michigan winner, USC, TCU, and Georgia, and boom. And I'm going to be honest with you. USC's defense is rough. They come up with some good turnovers, but Caleb Williams... I think could be crazy for against Georgia. I think his offense alone could yeah. give Georgia fits. Again, that's the difference to me between college football and the NFL. If you have one dynamic player, like <clears throat> we look at Tim Tebow, he was dynamic not just in his football, but everything else. And like he basically willed Florida to those championships. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you got one player can do amazing things. And well, I think as long as that one player is the quarterback. Well, yeah, that's I think I'm that because I mean the quarterback affects every play. Where like if you just have a good running back, you know the running back isn't going to get the ball every play. No. So. Um, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. We will. Um, again, we'll we'll make a prediction at the end of what went on in this, what we think is going to happen in Ohio State, Michigan at the end of the podcast. So you got it. We're, see, that's a that's a plug. We got it. You got to listen to the rest of us. Yeah, you got to listen to get our picks. all 15 viewers okay. or listeners. You got to listen to the whole that's hour. The way it looks, the way it works. So we talked about this, that it was um, potentially upset after upset. Georgia um, hangs on against Kentucky by 10. I say hang on. I mean, they were never really in jeopardy of losing the game, but... Well, I think with, like, four and a half minutes left, Kentucky had a sh- pretty... Were driving, I think, yeah. Well, they had a field goal that they definitely <laughs> looked... Well, they they were driving and then ended up having to settle for a field goal that they ended up missing. I mean, if they miss, if they make that field goal, it's 16-9, and Georgia's offense didn't look good, um, and you know Kentucky has a good defense, so they could have got the ball back, and that, you know, number three overall draft pick coming up, Will Levis, could have let him down the field, but um, he couldn't do anything all day, so... Um, yeah, I, I, I. Let's be honest. Let's just Georgia has not. The, they look good in one game. Yeah. They look good against Tennessee, and Tennessee just put <clears> a sixty-three <throat> spot laid on them. Yeah. Against South Carolina, folks. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they're not good. That is not what I'm saying. But there I is think, no team in college football right in this year that is just you know like head and shoulders above anyone right yeah. now. And I think that's what makes Saturday's that's Ohio what makes State it Michigan fun. game more interesting in that. Yeah. 
I mean, they they have a realistic chance to win the national championship. Yeah. It's it's what's going to happen. Um, <coughs> TCU had to do like a fire drill essentially um, to kick a field goal yeah. to win. And to be honest with you, that's all on Baylor's coach. Two straight drives. They went so conservative. I mean, they they were giving TCU the chance. I mean, when you're Baylor, you got embarrassed the week before. Why would you not, on one of those two drives, try to throw a pass and get a first down? I mean, they just got so conservative. They came out firing. Um, Now, they were running the ball all over TCU in Mm -hmm. the first half. So, But you knew... In the final few minutes, you're gonna all you needed was one one pass, mm-hmm. one pass, and you're gonna win the game. A six yard pass to win the game, and they got so conservative, it was embarrassing. So uh, it was just disgusting. Tennessee got absolutely Trounced. bombarded. God, that was a shocker, wasn't it? Not for me. And the shame for Hendon Hooker. Yeah, I know. Did he? Did he? He tore the ACL in the game. Yeah. Oh, I did see that he tore the ACL. <laughs> I was kind of shocked. I don't know why they had him running. I mean, it was a non-contact injury. He just went to to turn and, and got his foot caught in the grass, and boom. So, um, so now Spencer Rattler hopefully can stay fired up and count touchdowns on his fingers next week against Clemson. That would be that. Yeah, crazy. I tell you what. Um, off that win, games in Clemson, I mean, you never really know what you're going to get out of Spencer Rattler in South Carolina, but I tell you what, they have the formula to beat Clemson because they have that offense. Um, it's just that are they going to beat themselves? Yeah. Because I tell you what, if they do that, if they did that to Tennessee, I think they could easily do the same thing against Clemson. And Clemson's offense isn't very good. I mean, we've seen that for pretty much the entire year. Their other offense looks pretty rough. Um, South Carolina's defense isn't anything to be writing home about. But you never know. I mean, as long as Rattler has the same type of, of, of confidence as he did uh, this last Saturday. I think there's no question about it that South Carolina can beat Clemson. And UCLA, um, they could not stop USC. It was a good game if anybody watched it. I mean, offensively, they just went back and forth. Yeah, 45, 48. Um, it was great. Caleb Williams is the best player in college football. Um, if Blake Corm or C.J. Stroud puts on a show, I think they're going to win the Heisman on Saturday, myself personally. Um, if neither of them, if they both just have a pedestrian game, Caleb Williams, if he beats Notre Dame, he's going to win the Heisman. I mean, it just it's kind of how it is. Pretty, pretty. Uh, it was a couple of them. Like, I mean, like Drake May's had a, a statistical like crazy year. Caleb Williams is also going to have that type of year. Um, just some some crazy numbers being thrown up this year. I mean, Notre Dame. Notre Dame essentially, we think knocks out Clemson. Is Ohio State's claim to fame this year, and now they got a chance to go out on the West Coast. And and beat Notre Dame. I mean, beat USC. I don't know if they got enough offense, Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, but it will probably be. I'd have to imagine the toughest defense that USC has faced all oh, year yeah. by far. So I mean, you never know. I mean, maybe USC just beats himself. But I will say at least one thing that I mean, Notre Dame hasn't been turning the ball over. They've been playing pretty good fundamental football, and I just think it will be it, it, as long as they can get a lead. Yeah. I think they're a tough team to kind of take a lead away from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's especially with that be, tough defense. It's gonna be definitely, I think, like you said. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. If Ohio State loses, I'm not gonna watch the freaking game because I'm gonna be pissed. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, but I mean, it'll be. It's a good game. It's a great game on Saturday night. Um, I will be the if Ohio State wins, I will be the biggest Notre Dame fan in the history of Notre Dame. Um, to see them beat USC, just to cause some chaos. Um, in that top. Alabama beats Austin P, folks. 
It wasn't really impressive either. What was the score like, twenty-seven to seven or something? I yeah, I didn't. I saw was, that they were only up fourteen nothing, and it was pretty. It was a pretty blasé performance. And I, the thing that scares me when all these upsets are happening, it's like you know everybody wants to see Alabama on it. Oh, it was thirty-four nothing. Oh, thirty-four nothing. Oh, I thought they scored seven. Austin P. Okay, well, it wasn't this big blowout. Though, I'm gonna tell you that it was pathetic. Um, Alabama should be ashamed of themselves. And did anybody see on Twitter? All the fans at the Texas A&M game? Oh, yeah. There was many, there was many people down this basement as there was on uh, that game. Yeah, that was rough. And they've had a few decommits, I think I've t- seen on Twitter um, recently. And Yeah, I saw one of their wide receiver commits. He's been tweeting out, tweeting to all the wide receiver coaches. I Because the Ohio State people were retweeting it. He, retwe- he tweeted out to Brian Hartline. He's a five-star wide receiver. Um, that's that. Now, I'm going to tell you what, though. I got an upset for you this weekend. I'm going to go for it right now. You ready for this? I'm ready. I think Texas A&M gets a dub over LSU this weekend. You think so? Yep. They rally around the the troops to get Jimbo's last win? And I think they carry them off on their shoulders. Hey, the Toledo Rockets, last week when we were taping this, it was snowing in Toledo, and the Rockets lost to Bowling Green. Yep, lost to that school down the road. Kind of depressing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I was... The Toledo basketball team sucks, too. <laughs> I'm back on that kick, folks. Remember yeah. last year when I had that? And Stephen, just... So what's he got? Does he got, like, a hidden sex tape on you or something? What What does that coach have on you? Tell me. Well, since you're throwing it up in my face now, I don't have as much time to prep for this. He's but... got something on you. Stephen must have had a double life, folks, when he was back in high school. Um, might have a couple kids out there or something. Okay, now let's not tell, say something like that. Tell us ridiculous. what. Um, he's got something on you. So what's the secret? What does what does Todd have? Well, give on me you? a few seconds to get my stats up on here. Toledo loses to a team called St. Louis yesterday. So okay, this is what my <laughs> thinking is. So since Todd Kowalczyk has taken over, other than his first year when he inherited a program that was just absolutely horrific. Um, he's won 19 games, 15 games, 27 games, 20 games, 17, 17, 23, 25, 17, 21, 26. And um, since 19, let's say since the last time they made the tournament, um, since the last time they made the tournament, they've won more than 20 games once, twice, three times, four times. They've made the tournament, they've won more than 20 games four times since the last time they made the tournament. And since Ty Kowalczyk has taken over, How many they've won one, two, three, four, five. They've won to more than twenty games six times. How many they've won the Beck. They've won the Mac. Let me. Can I finish my statement? Oh, okay, sorry. Um, they won the Mac. Let's see. I don't know if it has a stat on here that shows if they've won the Mac or not. But they've won the Mac at least a few times. I guess I'd have to go on Wikipedia to find out that. Um, yeah, it doesn't stay on here if they were a conference champion or not. But they've won the LAC at least probably, I would say, three or four times since then. Um, and a school that has made the program, I mean, made the program, made the tournament once in the last 50 years, um, I think getting rid of him would be a huge mistake. Um, he's done a lot of great things for the program. A program that was in deep doo-doo before he came over. Here they we went 7-25, and 4-28, and 4-28. Um, in his second year, they had the largest turnaround in college basketball. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you want to go back to 4-28, fire him, then. 
if you want to have as many wins in one week that he get or he gets as many wins in one week as I had the whole year, go ahead. My inside sources tell me though that the there were some real rumblings on the Toledo football sideline last Tuesday. Oh, there might have been. I'm not supporting Jason Candle. Now, why would you not support him? Because I just don't like him. I think he's had lots of talent, and he hasn't done anything uh, with it. They've gone to ball games. They've won ball, ball games. games. That's that's the so making the NCAA tournament is that much. You're saying that making the NCAA tournament is easier than making a bowl game. No, but I'm saying if you have all this talent, he's done so much, he should be able to get them to over the hump, and okay. he hasn't. How has he not gotten over the hump? The he's goal. A, There's he, one goal to make 23 and 11. To make 20, okay, he has it? the most what wins in Toledo history. Oh, if, this is bullshit, folks. Okay, let's look at Jason Candle and what, what he's done. What, do you, what does he got on you? I don't understand what you love about him. I'm not saying I love him, but I'm saying if if – I'm saying before Jason Candle inherited the program, Toledo football was in a good shape. Folks, tweet us. Tell us the truth. Toledo men's basketball. I watched men's basketball before Todd Kowalczyk was there. Hey, and I, those are games I don't forget. I sat next to Stan Joplin in a class. That man was all class. I'm not saying he wasn't, but he wasn't winning games, and he actually was ruining the program. Oh, here we go. Well, Toledo football has been doing wonderful. Well, so in the last since 2018, they're seven and six, six and six, four and two, seven and six, and seven and four. So when you have the number one recruiting class, um, that's not great. Um, and they've lost the last four bowl games. They haven't won a bowl game since 2015. So yes, I will. I I'm not saying that I want him fired. I'm saying I won't outwardly defend him. What? 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 Well, we'll check. I tell you what, we'll check back in a couple of weeks and see how that Toledo men's basketball team's doing. The Max got some good teams, folks. But anyways, there's our Toledo update as well. <sighs> Let's go on to college basketball for a moment. The Michigan Wolverines have been struggling with some Mac teams. Um, the Ohio State basketball team got beat up by San Diego State yesterday. They're basically starting uh, some transfers, some freshmen. Blah. Ohio State basketball's got, they need players to stick around for a while. Michigan, though, always been kind of, has been pretty good with Jawan Howard. Steven, what is going on in Ann Arbor? Well, I mean, one of the things that has been an issue since he's taken over is, I would say, probably shooting. Um, they haven't been able to shoot the ball very well. And um, when they played Arizona State, uh, that definitely stuck out. They shot the ball very poorly, um, 18% now, from. Wait a minute, can I just interrupt? They've had good recruiting classes, correct? Yeah, I mean, they. His, I don't have the stats off the top of my head, but I would say his first one was probably like maybe like mid teens, and then the last, and then two in a row were in the top eight, maybe. And then this one's not um, as strong, but um, also lost um, their two five star recruits from last year went pro. Um, but yeah, their shooting hasn't been very great. Um, obviously, only four games to base it off of, or no, five games to base it off of. Uh, sitting at four and one, not a team that's looking very good. But I know that. Um, do you see the? But I mean, do you think as the year goes on, they'll they'll kind of come around? I mean, I don't know. It could be kind of like last year where they kind of just stumble the whole year. I guess I felt like I'm um, then finally made or made a, a way to finally get to the, not finally made a way to get to the Sweet Sixteen last year, uh, playing two good games, but. 
I don't know. I, I, I think this team, I think they still have the ability. Um, it's just that they do not have a threat. I think the point guard position is a very bad, uh, very rough. And I, I, their point guard play is horrible. I don't really know how to say it other than that. Um, and there's no way the point guard play can get any worse. So I guess that's positive. Um, they are about, from the two point guards, they're probably all of 30 from three. So it's really not a threat. You go underneath every screen because you know they can't shoot or at least they don't have any confidence to shoot. Um, so that doesn't help. But, I mean, I watched the Arizona State game and I was kind of blown away. Um, I've never seen a team that looked so mediocre make every shot I've ever seen. Um, they went 11 of 19 from three, and that was with missing a few later in the game. Um, to begin with, I mean, they were shooting 80% from three in the first 30 minutes of the game. Uh it's hard to beat a team when you're doing that. I mean, just Arizona State played better. They deserve to win. Um, they played, came out aggressive, and they came out with confidence. And um, Basketball is a huge game of momentum. Um, I feel like football, at least, like, you can kind of just, you may not have, like, maybe the form uh, when you're throwing the football, but you can just say, I'm, I'm stronger, I'm, I'm quicker than you, I'm going to beat you. And, and basketball, it doesn't always work that way. Um and Arizona State shot the ball unbelievably well, and Michigan shot the ball very poorly. Um, and then they got trounced, and maybe that's what they needed. Um, they barely beat o- or Ohio uh, just a few days ago, but <clears throat> um, I guess early season tests, whether they should be getting tested or not, um, is up for debate. But um, a team that definitely had some expectations, I believe, um, now that might be tempered a little bit. But you never know. I mean, well, last I year they... Think, I don't know if anyone's that great in the Big Ten. I know Indiana's supposed to be good. Izzo's got Michigan State playing well. Um, so I think in the end, it's going to be a good old-fashioned slugfest. I think Ohio State will get better as the year goes on. Uh, Michigan, as long as they got some talent, will continue to improve. So I don't know. I think, I, I, I think it's going to be a slugfest in the Big Ten. I know Indiana is kind of just point blank. Everyone thinks just the best team. I mean, that, that is what it is. Um, Purdue always plays tough, and but again, we'll we'll see what happens. I just, I think it's gonna be, I don't know, I something Indiana. I just, I always question them. They always come in. I feel like an odds-on favorite, and kind of we'll see. But anyway, so we'll keep you updated. We have not forgot about college basketball. It's just, folks, you gotta give us two more weeks, two more weeks till we get past the conference tournaments. Then we can get back to some college basketball mix in the bowl season. So, the hottest team in the NFL right now are the Detroit Lions, folks. You heard it right. We're just... That wasn't... That wasn't... No, no. No one said anything wrong there. And we're only two days away from maybe a make-or-break game for them. Lions beat the Buffalo Bills, and we got to start taking... The city of Detroit might crash and burn, because I tell you what, the city of Detroit will absolutely go nuts. Um, I will definitely be watching games, more games, at least, of the Lions, if they were to find a way to win on... Uh, Thanksgiving. So, I mean, I'll be watching that one. But if they win, I would be just emphatic about that situation. I think it was. I think I saw a tweet today that said um, it would be the first time in a four-game stretch that the Lions have gone 4-0 since 1962. So, um, that says a lot about the uh, franchise. Um, but, I mean, I, I think it's kind of what was needed. Um, I think there were a lot of questions about Dan Campbell. Obviously, those guys love to play for him. Um, but there were what? They were if they're four and six now. They were what one and six mm-hmm. just a few weeks ago, um, in the second year of the rebuild with, with Dan Campbell and Jamison Williams. Williams is back. Is coming back. We well, practiced. I think today okay. it was. He was dynamic. So, we know that. Yeah, we know he he'll, he'll be a playmaker for the Lions. And I mean, to be honest with you, they have playmakers already yeah. to begin with. So that's not an issue. It's just Swift um, looked a little better this past weekend. Yeah, I mean he's he's kind of coming back now. Um, 
I think he's and the other running back. If you had him, he got three touchdowns for you. I think Williams, it's. I think he's a guy that is in a point in his career where he can either keep getting better or go up. Or um, I just don't know if I see that much out of DeAndre Swift anymore. Um, I saw a, a one run of him this last weekend, and um, he just has. I don't know if it was just. But he doesn't have patience to watch to see where or trust his offensive lineman. Um, and what so, about Saquon Barkley's been having a wonderful year. Yeah, they held him to twenty-six yards or something. I mean, yeah. the Lions' defense has. I told you though before the game was played that what was the one thing that the 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 Giants were what so if they, what seven and two, seven and two yeah. they were um, they hadn't they hadn't really beat up anyone. They hadn't won a game by thirty points. I mean, they can't even score thirty points. So. I mean, the Lions have a solid offense, um, and I, I, I kind of said it. And I think in the, the episode last week was, if there's a team that's seven and two that maybe shouldn't be seven and two, it was the the Giants. And I don't want to say I don't call them a fraud because I don't think they're a fraud. They're still a good team, but they kind of that was kind of a game that set up for a top team to lose to the Lions. And they're nine and a half point underdogs off of Buffalo. At home, I just would like to see what the crowd's going to be like, what that environment's going to be like. Um, it should I, be pretty wild. I, I think. drove into Michigan, folks, and I put some money on that baby because nine and a half points in the NFL. The Lions at home on Thanksgiving. I texted Stephen. I said they always play a little better on Thanksgiving. Well, it should be rowdy in Ford Field. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're really in in uncharted territory for the Lions for the long for the long for a very long time. I mean, they have looked very good recently and are winning games. And to be honest with you, I looked at the season today when I was sitting there bored for a second. I looked at their season. Um, and to be honest with you, they could they could have a better record than they do. Four and six. I mean, they lost to the they lost to the Dolphins by four. They lost to um, the Seahawks by three. They lost to the Vikings by four, and that was a game that they were winning the whole time. And they pissed down their leg, and they lost the Eagles by three. So I mean, say you just take one of those games and make it a win, you're sitting at five and five. So I mean, I don't know. I think if you're a Lions fan, you got to be really excited. Um, and I don't think you should get any less excited if you lose this week to Buffalo because Buffalo is a tremendous team. And for me, I mean, I, I, I just think um, it's great to see. The future is bright. They have the Los Angeles Rams draft pick. The Rams are struggling, going to continue to tank. The Lions may get a top-five draft pick for trading Matthew Stafford. Not In the end, I don't know if that was that bad of a trade, so... I think it all kind of. Well, I think it was a great <laughs> trade in, in the out. scheme of things. I know that they like com- tried to compare golf to Stafford last year, but I think at the same time it wasn't. It wasn't that they were thinking that golf was better than Stafford. It was just that you had that franchise player that you wanted to move on, and you knew that you weren't competing for a Super Bowl. So you have to just take your loss and and get your in in hope that you're trading for picks that will turn out to be future good players that will you know give you benefit in the future years where obviously Stafford wasn't going to be able to continue to do that for another 10 years. This is what I love about sports though. And I texted Steven today and I said, if only we could sit here and talk for sports for eight hours a day and make the money that they're making. Because last week the joke was the Dallas Cowgirls losing to green Bay. And then they come out and they absolutely, absolutely annihilate Minnesota Vikings. So Monday morning, I didn't get to watch SportsCenter that long, but I watched a little bit, and the Dallas Cowboys were the favorite to win the Super Bowl. They're the greatest team. And then this morning, San Francisco beats up on the Cardinals, and now San Francisco's the greatest team with Jimmy G. Um, It's just great. Every week, you change your mind, you change your opinion. um, You got these teams. Like, 
My biggest storyline, and I agree, great for the Cowboys, great for San Francisco, but I want to go back to the team that the Lions are going to face, the Bills. You know, Cleveland had a chance at an onside kick to maybe try to score a late touchdown to tie miraculously. The Bills are not as... Um, I think they're going through some pains right now. I think they, they're the favorite. They've been the favorite from day one. They don't look, though, as dominating as I thought they would. And that's the team that puzzles me the most because with the way the Dolphins are playing right now, I still think the Bengals are one of those most surprising teams. The Ravens, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm done with them. I'm not, they, they got a great record and they'll make the playoffs, but put, put me to sleep. I mean, the Bills got to be careful. Um, New England's got a great defense. Um, I don't know. I just am not as sold on, on on Buffalo. I'm a little nervous for him. I mean, maybe it's hard for me to really think about it because I'm trying to, like, I want to see the Lions win, and I want to believe that they can do that. And maybe I'm just being blind and thinking maybe they can win. But um, I still think Buffalo is the best team in football with a healthy Josh Allen. Uh, I'm not saying that they're going to win every game because, I mean, really other than what the Chiefs, I mean, has really any team looked... And I mean, even the Chiefs, I mean, they kind of slid by the Chargers and a team that's not been really, you know, fully healthy. The uh, Chargers are getting healthier, though, on offense. Well, yeah, I get defense, that. defense, no. Um, but, I mean, they needed a, a late-game drive from Holmes to win that game. Um, so, I think in the NFL, there's line. really... They just... Yeah. Kansas State just finds a way to well, win. It's it, If they have the ball last, you feel... Pretty not confident you're going to win still because I mean I'm not gonna lie there was a hundred percent belief in me that I thought the charge or the Chargers the Chiefs were going to score once Patrick Mahomes got the ball so I mean they they obviously have the I mean I don't know what to say I mean Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time um, he, he could retire today and I still would say the same thing the Eagles are struggling folks um, they did come back and beat just Saturday in the Colts. Um, they obviously have... There's really no team in the NFL that's just beating up teams yeah. every week. I mean, you think about it, the the pack, or the Packers, the the Cowboys, the Cowgirls last week, and now the Cowmen this week. I don't know what else to say. I mean, they just... That's what happens. The Dolphins have their record, but they've, lot, they've won a lot of close games and looked pretty bad in a few of them. Um, the Chiefs, I mean, all these teams aren't... They're not just asserting their will and just dominating teams every week. I mean, that just doesn't really happen in the NFL. Um, so I mean that's what makes the NFL so great is, I mean you really can you can really believe um, the Bills could lose this weekend to Detroit, a team that just a few weeks ago was in real. Well, I don't know if you remember, but in the issues. podcast a few weeks ago, maybe two three weeks ago, I said I felt like the NFL had kind of the parody is was so great that maybe it's made it boring because now I felt like there were only a few really good teams that could win mm-hmm. and everybody else, but you know. It's kind of changed in the last three weeks. Like, there's been a lot of teams that, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's what made the playoffs so great last year. I think that we'll probably do it again this year. Is There's really no team that you can just, for the most part, say, I don't care who they're playing, they're winning. My highlight of the weekend was I was watching the Las Vegas Raiders, a team that everybody needs to really look out for, as I've said from day one. They beat up. And boy, Devontae, the walk-off. Yep. Oh, he waved goodbye to the crowd. And, of course, I was screaming for them to throw to Devontae because he's on my fantasy team and my mom was sitting next to me and the game ended. She goes, 
when they said who it was, she goes, you've been telling them for the last two hours to throw it to them. I said, exactly. I know what I'm talking about, folks. All right, let's make some NFL picks. As Thanksgiving football, there's nothing better. 12-30 kickoff in Detroit. The Lions, I believe, I got nine and a half points just a couple hours ago. Listen, <clears throat> I want, my heart says pick the Lions, right? Go and go for the upset. Detroit's probably not going to win this, but what I think it's going to be, do I would I take that line and run? Yes. I'm going to take Buffalo in a squeaker. I think it's going to be an unbelievable game. I want to pick the Lions, but I got to go with the Bills. I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than the experts think. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bills. Um, I, I think, I still think the Bills are the best team in football, but at the same time, maybe I'm just blind and stupid, but I, I really... Um, don't say yourself short, kid. I just, I don't know, I just... Again, you they've won a few games in a row. and Those mystery children that Todd knows. Okay, what are you talking that, about? You know? That's all. I could spew a lot of things about you that um, are true, so... Oh, here we go with that. All right, I think the Dallas Cowboys are... I just don't understand why you like the guy. Like, I don't get it. Our nine-and-a-half-point favorites against the Giants, the Cowboys are going to win. Yeah, I got the Cowboys. Um, New England and Minnesota, I think New England's going to go into Minnesota and win. I think Minnesota is a fraud. They got the best wide receiver in football. Other than that, make me puke. I'm going Belichick. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think they bounce back and win. They come out angry, win this game somehow, and move on to the next week. Nope. I don't think so. That's my pick. Tampa Bay at Cleveland. Um, I think the Cleveland Browns are going to beat Tampa Bay. I think Cleveland's going to rally. I picked up Deshaun Watson in fantasy. Use him the last four weeks just in case. Um, I think I think Cleveland's going to win this game. Um, just because you picked Cleveland, I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I definitely think Cincinnati's beating Tennessee. I'm kind of nervous because I don't think Joe Burrow's going to have a big fantasy day. Tennessee, listen. They do the most with the less. The least? I don't know. They're just so horrible. They I can't even speak right when I speak of them. Um, they're just... Tennessee just keeps winning, though, somehow. Uh, maybe it's that division that they're in is so horrible. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go with the Bengals because I still think the Bengals are one of the best teams in football. Yeah, I mean, I think the Bengals are one of the best teams in football as well, so... I, that's where I'm going. Well, one of the worst teams in football, folks, is Houston. Um, Miami should absolutely, if you got Miami players in fantasy, rack up the points, folks. I'm really struggling right now. In my one league, I'm trying to decide. Like, do I play Moser? Should score a million points, but then Jeff Wilson sneaking in. Man, if you got a Dolphin, you got to play him. The Dolphins roll. Yeah, I got the Dolphins as well. Okay, now this is going to be a good game. I think the Bears, <laughs> um, Zach Wilson, if he can't have a big game against the Bears, he never will. Maybe he needs to control his sex life because something's bothering the kid. He's struggling. What did he throw for? 74 yards or 63 yards or 54 yards? The Jets never got past their own 35-yard line. Are you listening to me? Uh, I am. I'm also watching the game on the TV, but I mean, I know the Jets struggled. I've uh, I've I've heard about it on Sports Center. So, well, I should say I heard about 
Zach Wilson struggling. Well, I thought you were going to continue your point. You kind of just left off in the you, know, you left off in the middle of something. Even though Justin Fields is injured, if he plays, I think the Bears win. If not, the Jets win. So I'm going to go. Since it's his non-throwing shoulder, I think Justin Fields does play, and I think they win. Yeah, I got Justin Fields and the Bears. Okay, so the Atlanta Falcons could just win their division. You never know. But Washington is on fire. I picked them up in one of my fantasy leagues for defense, and they scored like 40 points for me. Washington has Chase Young back finally this week. Washington wins. Yeah, I got Washington. <laughs> Denver and Carolina, you should have to, you should pay people to watch that game. You know, I saw Budweiser is taking all the beer that they had ready to go to Qatar, and whichever winning country wins the World Cup, they're sending all those millions and millions of beer cans to that country. They should send Denver and Carolina fans the free beer to watch this game because, oh, it's awful. If Denver doesn't win, Hackett, Wilson, they should all be thrown off the team. Denver wins. I got Carolina. What? Yeah. Okay. Is there something wrong? Just spit it out. Even on the podcast, just spit it out. How can you pick Jacksonville? I mean, how can you pick Carolina? How can you pick Denver? Have you have you not watched what they looked like? They're horrible. Okay, Baltimore at Jacksonville. I'm going Jacksonville. Lamar Jackson is a shell of himself. They got no offensive talent on that team. Jacksonville coming off a bye at home. Jacksonville wins. Um, I got Baltimore. I'll believe in uh, Baltimore. They'll win. Um, their defense is pretty good, so... Um, yeah. The Chargers that are light up Arizona, even if Kyler Murray's back. Um, Justin Herbert's got some talent back. Um, their defense still struggles a little bit. Could be a shootout. I'll go Justin Herbert, folks. Yeah, I got the Chargers as well. Arizona's, I don't know how many more weeks or days that guy's got left on his, uh, yeah. on the, before he gets kicked out. How he still has a job is beyond me, folks. Um, Devontae Adams and the Raiders win again over Seattle. Yep. Um, the Raiders are going to win, but they will not reach the Super Bowl. Just keep, keep betting against them. Kansas City beats the Rams. Well, if you, if you did, you would have won more money than you lost. Kansas City beats the Rams because the Rams are on quarterback number 17. Matthew Stafford came back from a concussion, went back into concussion protocol. Probably not going to play for a long time. Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs. I love on fantasy. <clears throat> so I follow all these guys on fantasy. And the wide receiver that Kansas City just picked up a couple weeks ago, who was it? Tony, Tommy, whatever his name was. And then he literally um, went out. Everyone said you had to play him. And the son of a gun laid an egg. Got zero points. Uh, what's his name? Whatever. Tony, Tommy, whatever. Laid a big goose egg. Got zero points. Kansas City wins, though. Yeah, I mean, I got Kansas City. San Francisco looked good last night. Um, they got a ton of offensive weapons. They can go either way. I think they take care of New Orleans, who actually played a good game this past weekend. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, San Francisco. I mean, they're just... I think it's amazing that they're a testament to um, Kyle Shanahan and the rest of the organization that they lost their, you know, their kind of their future quarterback for the year and they're where they are right now. Yeah, Trey and I really don't think it comes as a surprise to anyone because they just have a good system. 
you can kind of plug in whoever you want under center pretty much and kind of get the same result. If Trey Lance is half of what they think he's going to be, San Francisco is going to be a dangerous team in the yeah. future, folks. Um, Philadelphia beats Green Bay. <laughs> um, I just think Philadelphia is a better team. Yeah, I mean, Philadelphia hasn't looked great. Um, I mean, they're 8-1, and one, but they haven't looked like world beaters, but other than maybe a week or two. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they'll beat up Green Pittsburgh Bay. Pittsburgh tries to persevere each week. I think the Colts beat Pittsburgh. They're playing at home, so why not? I like Jeff Saturday. Give it to him. I picked the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know why I did, but I All guess right. we're going to stay with it. So. All right, you go. You like the Steelers. You've always liked the Steelers. I thought I was going to pick Indianapolis. Maybe I circled the wrong one. Oh. Oh. Well, I'm going to stick with it, though. Your picks are going to suck all year. Yeah, it's okay. I'm kidding, folks. God. In a half an hour, the Bowling Green Falcons are going to get screwed out of playing Toledo in the MAC championship game because of a blizzard. They're playing Ohio. Wait, what was that? So, something's going on that Buffalo, you know, they had to cancel their game last mm-hmm. week in the blizzard. Mm-hmm. So, they're going to have one less game in the MAC. Mm-hmm. So, but they'll have a better record. Okay. If they end up somehow winning out, and if Ohio loses to BG, mm-hmm. head-to-head, they'll have a better record, even though they'll have more losses or something. I was reading the article in the Toledo Blade yesterday. Basically, so basically, this tonight's game means nothing for BG. Yes, they basically have stolen the 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 division from BG. Okay, so it's a shame. Ohio's quarterback went out with an injury. I tried to look up some information this morning because I laid some points on BG. What they did to BG is a travesty. No, now if Buffalo loses though this weekend, then BG would go. So BG has to win and Buffalo has to lose. Yes. Okay. So I'm going BGSU. I mean, if the Ohio quarterback's hurt, then yeah, I guess I'll go with BG. All right. Let's go. Egg Bowl. Thursday night. And Lane Kiffin's last game? It's Lane Kiffin's swan song to Ole Miss, or he's trying to really back up a bank truck. Um, I'm going Ole Miss. I'm going to go with Mississippi State. Ole Miss is just stumbling at the end. If you want to see a fight, though, this is the game to watch every Thanksgiving night. Remember a couple of years ago, the guy oh, he pretended he was a dog. Yeah, I do it all the time so, whenever we play the turkey ball. This is um, this this is a, a street brawl. It's nasty. Ole Miss, <coughs> Mississippi State. Oh, it's it's something. Um, so after you spent time with your friends and your families, and then you just want to watch people brawl. That's the game. All right, Cincinnati and Tulane. Kind of, I forget, one of these teams are going to advance on at Nippert. I'll take Cincinnati. I'll go with the Green Wave to go in a different direction than you. Texas and Baylor. Texas. Yeah, I mean, I, I after what I saw last week, I feel like Baylor's a pretty good team. But I feel like Texas still has, like, a really good team. I really do. Every week. I know. <laughs> Everybody says the same thing, but I can't take it anymore. I'm going with Texas. NC State beats North Carolina again. Yeah, I'll go with North Carolina. They find a way to beat NC State. Okay, folks. Here we go. The Big Ten West will be decided on the Big Ten Network at 4 o'clock on Friday. I'm going to definitely watch the game. Nebraska at Iowa. (sighs) Nebraska. 
With it being at Iowa, give me the Hawkeyes. Georgia Tech at Georgia. Georgia Tech coming off a big win. Yeah. Against North Carolina. Yeah, wow. I'll go Georgia, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, after last week, really had to open my eyes and think that maybe Georgia Tech can win this game. Um, but then I came back to reality and realized it's still playing Georgia, so Georgia's going to win. South Carolina at Clemson high noon on Saturday. I want to take South Carolina, especially if they played play half as good. Wishful thinking. That's what you said to me when I said that South Carolina was going to be Tennessee. And then they, they doubled them. I'll go Clemson. I'm going to go South Carolina. Give me Spencer Rattler. He's winning the Heisman next year. I'm kidding about the Heisman part, but they're going to be Clemson. Oregon. Oregon State. The Civil War. If Oregon wins, they go to the Pac-12 championship game. I think Oregon State's going to beat Oregon. Is that at Oregon State? Yep. Oh, God. <sighs> um, this is really tough. With it being at Oregon State, I'll go with Oregon State. Four o'clock, Iowa State at TCU. TCU looking. If Iowa State had any sort of offense, which, <coughs> I mean, it's, was more, it's truly survival Saturday for TCU. Yeah. I'm, I mean, again, I guess. I'm going to pick Iowa State. If this was at Iowa State, I'm going to pick TCU, but. Don't be surprised if Iowa State's in this game late. Yes. They won't be because they scored 27 points already. They'll be If they do, they scored, you know, 21 with their defense. True. So Michigan State, what was how many passes did Indiana have on that? Oh, they threw two completed passes. Oh, They're starting no quarterback for thirty-one yards. Um, we just hit the mention. I mean, I didn't watch it, and I I wasn't. I mean, because all Michigan State fans were all talking about Michigan, and then I saw that they ended up losing that game last week to Indiana, um, where they missed a twenty-two yard field goal to to win the game in regulation, and then they ended up losing in overtime to Indiana. So I think it was triple overtime too. Yeah, it was something. Um, I think Texas A&M beats LSU Saturday night um, at Kyle Station. Give me A&M. Did you make the prediction of the Michigan State-Penn State game? Oh, Penn State. Sorry. Yeah, I got Penn State as well. Um, I think they're – I mean, it's hard to say much about Penn State negatively other than the fact that they lost two games that they lost in two, number two and number three. I mean, how can you really penalize – you know, Penn State for that. They've handled, their, they've taken care of business every other week. Um, they just lost to the two better teams in the Big Ten. Um, so I think I think this could go a long ways in winning this game handily at home, could go a long ways into kind of rising up the rankings a little bit more um, because I don't think there's any reason why they should be ranked um, any lower. I mean, any, I guess I don't know how to say what direction, but. Um, they, they could definitely be ranked uh, closer to the... I mean, they obviously won't make the playoff, but they could be ranked a little closer to um, the top four. Tennessee goes to Vanderbilt. Tennessee's got nothing to play for. Um, Joe Milton came in through some good passes. I think Vanderbilt beat Florida last week, right? Um, I'm going to take Vanderbilt in the upset. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I don't know what you think you're going to get, but I've heard a lot of bad things about Tennessee after last week. Um, I've heard that they got there was a fight and all that stuff, and players were quitting on the coach or something like that. And I was like, "Ooh, um, I won't go quite that far. I'll stick with Tennessee. If Vanderbilt beats Tennessee, I tell you what, it'll be one of the worst endings to a season for a team that was supposed to be number one um, and now has just collapsed. I guess Notre I don't know. Dame beats USC. 
I mean, it might be wishful thinking that I think Notre Dame can beat USC, but I mean, they just dominated Clemson. Um, they're just handling business, taking care of business, winning, um, not turning the ball over, playing. Um, I could I couldn't imagine how good this team would be with the schedule that they've had if they had like a if they had like a Caleb Williams. I mean, think of how good they would be um, because if anything, offense is kind of lacking. The defense is tremendous. Um, yeah, I mean, if they could just get a good quarterback on our center, and not that Drew Pine isn't a good quarterback, but he's he's a kind of kind of a game manager, maybe not really much of a game winner. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go to a game. I'm gonna ride with that wave. Down goes USC. And the Apple Cup, Washington at Washington State. If Oregon loses, then if Washington wins, they'll go and play USC in the Pac-12 championship. The Apple Cup. Always dangerous. I think Washington, though, has got Michael Penix. He's a player. Big Penix energy. Yeah, I like that. I think he wins. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish Washington is. I've seen a few other games this year, and how they have two losses, don't ask me how. Okay. All right, folks. And then finally, we end up um, Ohio State, Michigan, um, in Columbus, two versus three. One's going to go play. Potentially Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. Um, so how I see this game, we've kind of pointed around to it. First of all, I don't think either of us want to pick our own team because you feel like you're jinxing your team, right? So we'll just throw that out the window right now. Um, we got to make a pick. So truthfully, how I think it's going to happen, um, I think it's going to be what I would consider low scoring for two teams. Um I was going to throw some statistics out here that I saw um, today. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Michigan's averaging 39 points per game, Ohio State 46. Opponents' points per game, Michigan's defense better, 11.7 to Ohio State 16.9. Michigan averages 452 yards per game on offense, Ohio State 492. Opponents' yardage, Michigan gives up 241. Um, Ohio State's 283. And turnover margin, Michigan's plus five, and Ohio State's, yikes, plus nine. Um, so they're pretty evenly matched teams, right? Like Ohio State's offense is supposed to be that much better, and Michigan's defense is supposed to be. So turnover margin is plus five. That means they've, they've turned the ball over five more times than they've gotten turnovers? I believe that's what it means, yeah. Wow. It seems. I, was I guess shocked when I saw both of those statistics. Wow. Yeah. I was shocked Ohio State was plus nine. I mean, I guess, does it count into a factor, like, if you go for a fourth down, does that count, I guess? Uh, it could be. I, I, that's a good point. I don't know. But I was kind of shocked when I saw that on the Big Ten Network today. Because that really surprises me. Because I, I, it can't be, though, because especially with Michigan's first three games, I mean, the opponents that they were going with, obviously we're going to go for on fourth downs a few times. So right. it must just be true, like, fumbles or um, interceptions or yeah. whatever. Um, so I think it's going to be in the 20s. Um, I don't believe in revenge. Um, I, I think playing in Columbus helps Ohio State. Um, like I said, Ohio State fans can't whine about the weather. The weather is going to be pretty nice. I think it's going to be a four-quarter four game. I think Ohio State probably ends up winning 27-24. Um, I think being in Columbus, I'll be honest with you, if this game was in Ann Arbor, I'd pick Michigan. Um I just think Ohio State wins because they're at home. Um, I think both teams should be in the playoff. I'm tired of people talking about <clears throat> Michigan-Ohio State that 
They're not an elite team. As I told Steven on Sunday, show me an elite team then. Um, I mean, if anything that I they showed you last week was that there is no, there is no like Georgia of last year where they just probably are, for the most part, head and shoulders better than anybody else. So that if I had to put two $100 bills on two teams that I think could beat Georgia, I think there's only two teams. All five mom agrees with me. It's Michigan and Ohio State. I think they're the only two teams that can beat Georgia. I don't think anybody else can. I don't think anybody else will. Um, again, being in Columbus, I think Ohio State wins 27-24. Um, and um, hopefully it'll be a good enough game that both teams in the end end up in the playoff. And I'll tell you one thing. Um, <coughs> Stephen and I, I tweeted about it today. I know Stephen probably didn't read the article, but I wish he would. There's a whole article about Ohio State, Michigan playing three times a year potentially. Um, it would not surprise me if we potentially see an Ohio State, Michigan national championship game on January 9th. Um, so I think it's a good game. I think Ohio State wins, um, and I probably end up picking them because they're my favorite team. Um, but if it was in Ann Arbor, I probably would think differently. So. I'll take what the odds makers give me, the three points for being at home, and that's why I think Ohio State wins. So, yeah, I think the spread's – I thought the spread was like 10. No, but I'm saying – I think it's nine, but every home team gets oh. three points automatically. So that's oh. why I'm saying Ohio State wins by three. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, the spread's 10, and I don't yeah, know. I just – I think what they say, I just saw a tweet, like 90% of well, the money that's coming in on Michigan. Because who wouldn't want those points? Well, it's not also. It's also because Michigan has sports gambling, where Ohio State, or not Ohio State, Ohio doesn't. So I think that's throwing off the numbers a little bit too. Um, so that's true. Yeah, I mean, I saw a tweet about that too. Um, but yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I think Michigan, especially if they can't be fully healthy, um, definitely is in trouble. Um, and also at quarterback, uh, if they lose JJ to an injury. They'll be throwing in their third string uh, quarterback that hasn't really had any playing time this year. Um, so that'd be kind of a rough way to get thrown into the mix, um, thrown into the fire. But yeah, I, I think Ohio State's a better team. I think Ohio State's going to win the game. Um, I think Michigan showed a lot of things this last weekend, and maybe they'll come out. It'll be a rivalry game, and maybe they'll come out and play better. Um, I don't know if just this last weekend was just their worst performance that they could have had, but um, it definitely worries you when you're. Offense can't move the ball. I mean, I know Illinois has a good defense, so I shouldn't. They have a pretty good defense, at least among most teams. But um, they didn't really go out and win that game. Um, I know they did, but um, they didn't really go out and just assert themselves to be the better team. Um, so I think Ohio State wins a game probably, let's say, 42-31 or 30 let's say 36 to like 21. I, I really think Ohio State will win this game. I think they probably could cover. And I also think playing at Ohio State definitely helps. Um, they have a tremendous atmosphere. Um, and I think either Michigan will come in ready to play or they won't, and they'll, the game will be over sooner than, or they'll be over kind of like it's been a few times. I just uh, hope for one thing, folks. We talked about this being a rivalry game. We saw what happened when Michigan State lost to Michigan and their antics that they pulled. It's a rivalry. I know Michigan and Ohio State, they don't root for each other's teams, and that's fine. 
I don't care. I know. Banter and talking are different than assault. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, I'm saying I know how state fans have been suffocating Michigan fans for the past. Yes, I mean, like, I I think there's a, there's a difference between talking and. Michigan fans have been taunting Ohio State fans for the past year. So that's fine. We can do that all Saturday afternoon, Sunday day, and for the next 365 days. I just hope the players, though, I never seen Jim Harbaugh more animated than I did on Saturday. Um, Ryan Day is being asked a million times, a million questions about losing and Ohio State's toughness. I just hope the players come in, though, and just play a, a, a game of football. I hope there's not the trash talking. I hope there's not the ridiculous antics. Just just play the game. Um, make it a good game. And, and treat just treat the game the way it should be treated. You're only living on this life so many years, and it's unbelievable that we, this is the most, as we, ESPN's been talking, the most common top five matchup in college football that's happened the most. So it's unbelievable. Um, it's just, it is what it is. So hopefully the players play the football game. There's not fighting and pushing, and I can already hear them saying, now it's getting chippy. Like, there's no need for that. Just play football, and whoever wins, wins, and the other team will make fun of them on Twitter for the next 365 days. Okay, that's good. But I hope the players don't. We've seen some of the ridiculous antics of the past of some, you know, Ohio State players, middle fingers, and Michigan players, and just end of story. Just play the football game. Let's see who wins. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. Both the game day, both <coughs> big noon Saturday there. Um, so it should be one for the ages, I'm sure. And I'm sure next week at this time, we will have a lot to talk about as we review the game. And, of course, look ahead to um, conference championship, where one of us is going to be talking about our team potentially headed towards the college football playoff. So Saturday... 12:14 p.m. kickoff the horseshoe Columbus Michigan Ohio State 2 versus 3 it should be a good one